Today, I'm talking about something super practical, and that is about when office politics ruins your vibe. I can bet you that if you have worked in an office for over a year, you have had to deal with some form of office politics. Maybe you weren't directly involved yourself, or maybe somehow you had to get stuck into it. Someone pulled you into some sort of drama at work, and you were just like, I don't care enough about this. I just want to do my work. How do I continue to be my positive self, do good work while all this mess and drama is going on around me? So I'm really excited to dive into this with you today. I've got some really practical things that you can do for yourself to help you along in those moments. And yeah, let's get stuck in. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a STEMinist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hey, how's it going? I hope you're having a good week so far. I have had a really lovely week. On the weekend, we had this spontaneous day with friends, which hardly ever happens. I feel that since having kids especially and having to deal with different kids' nap times, everything has to be really planned. But I think our baby, so we've got a group of a couple of friends here in Bristol where we've got kids around the same age. And I think they're now getting to the stage where we can keep them out and about and it's okay if they don't nap at exactly the right time. Um, The kids are able to entertain each other a little bit now, which is nice. So yeah, we just caught up as as just the girls in the morning with the babies. The boys were playing golf. How stereotypical is that? And we ended up meeting up and having lunch together at a pub. Then we kind of just kept walking together. It was just really nice. No stress, no plans, no needing to get anywhere at any time. And then in the evening, me and those girlfriends we went to watch the Whitney Houston film. Oh my goodness. Please tell me if you've watched it. Come onto Instagram and message me. Tell me if you watched it. Tell me what you thought. I was blown away. I'm not like a huge Whitney Houston fan, but I am a huge fan of power ballads from the 80s. So it was so cool to see her story and really tragic to understand what she had to go through in life. It's just really sad and it just sounds like she had to put up with so much and so many people using her and her fame and her talent. You know, isn't that sad that someone so talented, because they are so talented, they get used and abused like that? Anyway, watch it. Tell me what you think. I absolutely loved it. I can't wait for uh, it to come out on TV so I can watch it again. But, yeah, that was a really nice weekend. And today 
my husband and I are going for brunch together. So he's working from home in the morning. We're going to go for brunch at this really nice brunch place. He's quite private in terms of posting photos of himself. So I don't know if he'll let me post a photo of him um, at brunch on my Instagram. We'll see. I'll let you know on Insta. So we've got that today. And this weekend we're going away to a little family resort it's not really a resort a place in Wales where we've got our own little cabin we're going to take the dogs and the baby there's a huge indoor pool and these toddler playgrounds and parks so that will be a really nice time away I find that having to take myself away from home to relax is a real requirement now if I want to switch off because even in my relaxation times at home I'm like oh, well, I'll just put a wash on or I'll um, put the vacuum cleaner on. I say put it on because we have a robot vacuum cleaner and it mops as well. It's incredible. Um, So it's not that hard work, is it? What am I complaining about? But yeah, having to take myself away from my day-to-day to to relax and to create those memories with family will be so nice to have. And one more thing I want to tell you about before we get stuck in today's topic is I've been doing a lot of challenges. So a lot of coaches and mentors out there do free challenges. I have recently done the Denise Duffield Thomas Money Manifesting Challenge. What a mouthful. If you've not heard of Denise Duffel Thomas before and you are wanting to work on your money mindset or you want to understand how to create greater wealth for yourself, she really goes deep into the woo, <laughs> the spiritual side of things. But if you're not spiritual, that's fine as well. She's really practical. Uh, so I did this five-day money manifesting course with her, a challenge with her. And she went through five different steps. I can't remember all of the steps off the top of my head, but I remember the first one was to declutter. So that's why my office is looking nice and tidy. Usually I only show you the tidy parts, but my desk is usually just full of crap. Today it is actually nice and tidy. I feel so much more free and have so much more space to call in abundance into my life. There's a couple of other steps, but one of the ones that I thought was really interesting And let me know if this is something that you think you'll try as well, is that she says to create an anchor for yourself. And she she talks a lot about, you know, visualizing the more abundant version of yourself in the future, who you want to be, how much money you want to make and um, what that money gives you in terms of freedom. So in order to become that future version of yourself, you have to start creating a new anchor, something to remind yourself of, hey, we're going to step into that other version of yourself. And she says to look at all five senses. So maybe it's something that you see. So like a post-it note that reminds you of a quote that inspires you or a vision board if you do that. Maybe it's feel. So maybe you want to wear something that makes you feel really luxurious, like a silk shirt or something like that. Uh, But I've chosen scent because my friend actually gave me, and if you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this beautiful bottle. Um, My friend gave me this Gucci Flora perfume at the end of last year. And I literally just, I 
smelt it. I opened it and smelt it. I was like, that's so beautiful. I love it. Uh, and then put it on the shelf and never use it again. And I was like, no, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to use this expensive smelling uh, and really quite expensive <laughs> perfume to remind myself every day that this is me. This is the new abundant version of me. Tell me if you think I sound mad because I, I guess I don't talk about this kind of stuff too often. If it's something that you're interested in me talking about a bit more, please do let me know as well. So, yeah, this is something that I'm trying out, uh, smelling like <laughs> my friends call me. This, So this is what rich tiff smells like. I'm like, yeah, this is what rich tiff smells like. Rich tiff smells amazing. So if you ever have to buy a gift for anyone, that perfume is really nice. I digress. Let's go back to today's topic. So the past few weeks I've been talking about things such as how to be positive, why you're resisting positivity. And it's very much about, okay, how can you get your mindset to a place that's positive? It's quite high level discussion. So about your behaviors and mood and how your thoughts affect your actions and how to use law of attraction in a really practical way. If you're interested in that and you haven't listened to the last two episodes, go back and listen to those. Go and look at my latest uh, Instagram and LinkedIn posts about that topic. However, I'm a stickler for the practical stuff. So are my clients. And I can hear people (laughs) listening to those podcast episodes going, Okay, Tiff, that's all well and good. You have to be positive. You need to make sure you have a positive and optimistic mind. I get that. But what do you do when you're dealing with stuff like office politics? What are you supposed to do when you're surrounded by negativity as soon as you step into work? How am I supposed to continue feeling positive and being optimistic about my future when as soon as I get into work, my boss is yelling at someone else in the team or someone else is trying to throw my colleague and my best friend under the bus every day? It's just such an awful place to be. What? How am I supposed to stay positive? right? So it's not easy going into work each day knowing that your, I don't know, your boss is working against you or your colleague is trying to throw someone under the bus or your client is playing silly games to try and claim their money back. It's even harder to try and act with integrity with your values, which is something that I talk about a lot. If you want to feel successful, if you want to be successful and pave your own path you need to act with integrity you need to do what you feel is the right thing to do even when it's a hard decision but it's so hard to act with integrity and keep your positivity flowing when there's all this drama and office politics going on so I I guess I want to make one disclaimer before I go on if you are in a workplace or a work environment where it is dramatic all the time. There's office politics all the time and it's a long-term. It's not temporary. It's long-term. It's ongoing. I don't encourage you to stay there unless it's a really strategic move. So there, there might be instances where you know, okay, 
I need to stick in this workplace for this amount of time because I want to, I don't know, finish my qualification that they're paying for, or I want to be able to get onto this project or get to this level. You might have your own reasons and that is totally fair enough. And if you feel that you can keep going in that workplace for that reason, and you're like, I can just stick it out till this point, do it, you know, all my luck to you, all the strength in the world to you, do that. But if you feel like there's not that much reason for you to stay in a place, but it's dramatic all the time, first of all, I want to let you know that's not normal. So maybe you haven't been in a non-dramatic workplace before. That does not have to be a reality. You don't have to be stuck in a dramatic work environment all the time. I want to give you a framework to think through the drama and to think about it and use it. You know, sometimes we think, oh, this is so crap that I'm in this situation. If it's difficult, you may as well use it as some sort of learning experience. So number one, the first thing you should do when there's office politics going around, so it could be something happening to you directly, or maybe you're angry or you're getting swept up in someone else's drama. Either way, this is something that you can do. The first step really isn't about fixing the problem at all, and you might be surprised at this. The first step really is for you to notice and get curious about your own discomfort. We call it office politics and drama for a reason, right? It's not comfortable. It's not something that we would love to spend all day discussing and and dealing with. It's uncomfortable. So get curious about your discomfort. What are you feeling? Are you wanting to run away? Do you want to scream? Do you feel like just totally checking out and being like, I can't deal with this. I'm just going to walk away. Do you want to run? Yeah. Do you want to run, freeze, fly? What is it? What is it about the situation that's making you feel that way? And why do you feel so strongly about it? What does that reaction say about you? So this isn't about judging your own feelings. I think a lot of the time we will end up saying, oh, I feel so angry about that other person's drama, but isn't that so silly? Like, it's not even about me. It's about them. Oh, I feel so stupid about feeling this way. And we brush it aside. We don't go and investigate it further. What I want you to do is get curious, not judging, just ask, oh, why am I feeling this way? What am I feeling? Am I feeling really strongly about it or not? Do I feel guilty that I don't feel more strongly about it? When you start to ask these questions about yourself, it can tell you quite a lot. You know, if you're feeling guilty that you don't feel more strongly that your best friend is getting taken advantage of by her boss, you might be like, oh, maybe what I'm feeling guilty is about, about is that I don't feel like I'm a good friend. Have a look at that. Go and investigate that further. Are you a good friend? Do you feel that you've done something to wrong that person? Why are you feeling so uncomfortable? Once you can get curious about this discomfort and uncover what's actually going on within you, those are clues for you to be able to fix that discomfort within yourself. 
what most of us do is brush it aside, ignore it. And what happens when you bury things in the sand? They always come back up to bite you in the butt and worse than before. So that's step number one. Step number two is very similar, but it is to get curious about why they are acting that way. So the people involved in the drama or the person who's being mean to you or whatever it is, why are they acting that way? You know, I'm a strong believer that people don't act in a dramatic or negative way just for the hell of it. You know, people aren't making people's lives difficult just because they want to. There's something going on for them. You know the uh, saying, hurt people hurt people? This is exactly what's going on. They may be trying to protect themselves. They might be trying to protect the product that they're working on. Maybe they've got an idea that they really believe in and they will fight tooth and nail to make sure their idea comes to the forefront. So what could be going on for them? What do the different parties want? So if it's two people fighting, what does person A want and what does person B want? Or what is it they want to avoid? Maybe they want to avoid being told that they're a bad engineer. Or maybe they want to avoid getting yelled at by their client. What is it that's driving their ugly behaviour? So when you can get curious about why they are acting that way, it brings a level of empathy. It brings a level of being able to go into their shoes and think, okay, well, they're obviously acting this way because they want this or they want to avoid such and such. I don't agree with the way that they're acting, but I now I can understand why they're being like that. And maybe, maybe if I had all the experience that they had had up to this point in life, I would act exactly the same way. Okay, number three. Point number three that you should do when you're experiencing office politics, get clear about what you want and what you don't want. So if the office politics is affecting you, you need to now think, okay, what is it that I will tolerate and what is off limits? You know, I will tolerate someone telling me their opinions that oppose mine and tell me why my opinions aren't correct. I'll tolerate that. What I won't tolerate is someone swearing at me. I don't know. That's like an example, right? So what will you tolerate? What is off limits? And then what's your favoured outcome? Out of this thing that's happening around you, what would you like? Sometimes we get so wrapped up in, oh, well, he said this and she said that and she's such a bitch and he's such an idiot and blah, blah, blah. We start getting stuck into this cycle of gossip that is not productive whatsoever. So now you need to look within yourself. What do you want? What do you hope is the outcome? And how do you feel about that? Do you feel guilty for wishing this outcome? Do you feel like it's selfish what you wish for? That is also really telling. If you feel it's selfish, maybe there's some work you need to do about asking for what you want, for example. Number four is to help yourself get through this. No one loves dealing with office drama. Sometimes it's kind of fun to uh, be, be be a watcher on the side. Is that silly to say? I used to always 
Well, actually, let me tell you this. When I first started working for myself, I kind of did miss a bit of the drama, but I think what I missed really was the banter in the office, like, you know, making fun of people and not in a mean way, just having a joke around with people, uh, asking people what happened on their weekends, getting involved in, not getting involved in their personal life, but like understanding what was going on in their personal life so I can ask them questions about um, how things are going with their house renovation or are their kids still picking their noses this week because I know you were trying to work on that last week, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. And sometimes it was kind of fun to look on and be like, oh, whoa, can't believe that person's having an affair with someone else. However, if you get stuck in that kind of gossip too much, first of all, it takes away from your ability to do work. And often gossip puts you in a state of judgment. You're making judgments on other people. And what happens when you judge other people? you start judging yourself. You start feeling like you're the type of person who isn't good enough. You say things that you don't want to, you're mean. So yeah, I think gossip is never really a good idea, but I can understand why it's a little bit fun sometimes. (laughs) Or yeah, just to be totally frank on that. But yeah, let's get back to step number four. Help yourself get through this. Okay, so if you know it's going to be a tough day, show some kindness to yourself. What can you do for yourself to relax yourself before you walk into all hell breaking loose in the office? What can you do in the morning to calm your brain? Maybe you can get off a bus stop earlier and walk an extra five minutes just to have that time to yourself. Maybe it is that you need a cuddle from your dog. (laughs) maybe you bring your favorite mug to the office so you can drink your favorite tea or coffee from your mug and it's just like kind of a bit luxe and it feels nice what are some small things that you can do to make it easier okay so many times I speak to my clients are like oh I know I'm just gonna walk into the work tomorrow it's gonna be really difficult day And then all they do with that information is start to feel annoyed earlier than they need to instead of thinking about ways to make it easier. So this is another thing about self-awareness. Once you realize that you're feeling negative towards something, that's great. That's a signal for you to change it up, fix the problem or help yourself get through it. Instead, what most of us do is just get into that negative state earlier than before and do nothing to help ourselves get through that thing that we have to. So what are some things that you can do to make it easier? Do you know that you're going to need extra support that day? Who can you lean on for support? Can you speak to your work bestie and say, hey, today's going to be a really tough day. I wondered if you could kind of be my emotional support today or would you mind checking in with me at 10 a.m. just to see how I'm going? Or if I give you a signal, this special wink across the office, it means I want to go for a coffee. You know, can you get someone else to help you along? Or maybe it's stuff to do outside of work. What can you do after work? Can you plan something fun and exciting to do after work so that you've got something to look forward to? So many ideas here to help us get through a difficult day if we're already anticipating it. Some other things are like, what are some things that you can control? 
So often office politics is so stressful because we can't control what's going on between two people. You just have no idea what's going to happen. People are acting erratically. So it feels out of control and that's not fun for a lot of us, especially if you're the type of person who's really structured, you like to know what's happening, you like to know things in advance. What are the things you can control? Maybe it's your work environment. Maybe it's as simple as where you're going to sit that day and setting up your work environment so you know where everything is and the things that you can control are in order. Okay, so have a think, get creative. The most important thing about helping yourself get through this is to find a way to be able to continue acting with integrity with your values and not get sucked into the drama. As tempting as it is to join in, it's like this huge vortex. You kind of get sucked in and you're like hanging on by the edge of your desk trying not to move into the drama. It's really easy as humans to get sucked in. We want to join in. We want to tell people what we think. We want to tell people why they're wrong right? How can you not get sucked in? Because when you get sucked into the drama, that's it. <laughs> you, It will be really difficult to get out of. It's not impossible, but when you get sucked in, it is difficult to get out of. And it doesn't help you to have a fun time at work, let's be honest. So you might be able to do things like meditate before work or maybe during the day when things are getting tough. <laughs> Maybe you can give yourself a bit of a pep talk and say, you know, take yourself to the bathroom cubicle and say to yourself, hey, Tiff, I'm getting really annoyed. I really want to say my piece. However, I know for a fact that if I say anything, it's actually not that helpful. So just taking that time to remind yourself how you want to behave, how you envisage yourself acting in this situation can be really helpful and taking a couple of minutes during the day to remind yourself. Maybe journaling is something that's really helpful to you. If you've never tried journaling before to vent, it's a really, really great tool, especially if you don't have anyone to talk to immediately. So sometimes you might vent to a friend, you might call up your um, partner and say, hey, I need to talk to you. But if you don't have anyone to talk to, it can be helpful to journal. A plus about journaling is that no one talks back to you. So sometimes you might complain to a friend and they're being a good friend. They want to agree with you. They want to be like, oh, I'm so angry for you. I can't believe they did that. And if you're like me, sometimes that makes it even worse. It makes me feel like, yeah, I should get even more angry. Oh, that's, you're right. You made a really good point. It's even worse than I thought it was. So when you journal, no one can talk back. No one can make you more angry. It is purely your own thoughts. And sometimes slowing down your thought process through pen and paper can help you think more clearly. And I also encourage all of my clients and and you as well to create an action plan. If you know that something difficult is going to happen or something that you're going to be challenged by is about to happen, create an action plan way in advance. So when you are in a calm state, when no drama is happening around you, make a little action plan. It can be as simple as like a little two-step thing. 
Maybe it is when I get triggered or when I hear someone start to get angry, this is what I'll do. So maybe it's I'll change my environment. I will walk away from my desk and make a cup of tea or I will go for a walk around the block or when I know that something's about to kick off, I will put my earphones in, turn on Spotify and listen to uh, my favourite Mariah Carey song. (laughs) whatever it is, create some sort of action plan to help you shift your vibe before it gets too negative. And then number five, so the last thing that we always forget to do, or maybe it's never been on your radar before, is to do some post-drama reflection. So after the whole situation has blown over, when the office politics situation has ended, it's no more, no longer dramatic, people are friends again, do some reflection. Have a think. So this might be something that you do while you're going for a dog walk or maybe on the bus or train on the way home. Have a thing. And these are some sample questions that you can use for yourself. Through this situation, what did you learn about yourself? So maybe you reflected a bit on, wow, I felt really strongly about that. And that really surprised me. Maybe it is because I care about this person more than I think, or maybe I care about how things are done technically more than I thought. And I I got really involved in it emotionally. So what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about how others act? This is a really good tool and reflection question to use to learn how others work. And if you are wanting to become a better leader, or if you're wanting to become a leader in the future, Understanding other people, their triggers, their behaviors, how they act is vital to you to become a good leader. And it will honestly be your secret weapon. So many leadership courses and leadership skills that you get taught are hard skills. So like how to do your finances and how to um, do resource planning. But no one really teaches you stuff about, okay, how can you notice and learn the nuances of how other people act? Could you see the warning signs before the whole thing kicked off? So get really curious. It'll be really interesting for you to just start to reflect on the whole thing and be really careful here. Here's a warning. Don't get judgmental. It's so easy. And I'm guilty of this myself. It's so easy to be like, oh, that person acted like a total idiot. Like, oh my God, that was so funny. I can't believe he did that. Um, he, you know, he's never to be trusted again. That's a judgment. You need to be curious. Once you make a judgment, it's really difficult for our brains to really see the whole picture. Once we make a judgment, we close off the door to possibilities to think about on other things. So make sure you're in this state of curiosity. Wow, he really yelled at my friend yesterday in a really horrific way, like so much so that he spat. Isn't that so interesting that he got so angry about this thing that I feel is not that important? You see how that has a different air about it and it opens up your mind to think about the situation more clearly and maybe to see things that other people don't. 
another question you can ask yourself is, was this drama temporary or is it the type of thing that's going to happen again and again and again? So was it resolved and it won't happen again? Or do you think it will repeat itself? If you think it's going to repeat yourself, you've got a difficult question to ask yourself. Is this the right environment for me to work in? Do I want to be in this long term? What is my game plan? I'd strongly advise you to have a good hard think about whether this is something that you want to keep putting up with. Maybe you're the type of person who doesn't get phased by this stuff at all and you feel like it's a great workplace, I get great benefits, I'm learning so much, I can contribute here. Yeah, there's drama all the time, but it doesn't really affect my mood or it doesn't affect my positivity. It's fine. Great. You know, you've learned something about yourself there. However, if it is affecting your ability to think clearly, if it is clouding your mind, if it is always making you feel anguish outside of work, you're always thinking about how you dread going into work because of all the drama, please do something for yourself. You don't deserve to be in that situation if it doesn't suit you. And then the final question that I love asking my clients is, what would you do again or differently next time? So if this drama kicked off again, or if it was Groundhog Day and it happened again, what would you have done differently? Or what would you have done the same? What were you proud of saying? Or what were you proud of holding off on saying? These are five really good steps to take when you're going through office politics. The reason it's important for us to have this discussion now while you're feeling calm, hopefully, is because when you're getting in, when you're like already involved in the drama, your head is all over the place. You can't think clearly. You're already angry. Uh, If you've ever read The Chimp Paradox by Steve Peters, you'll understand this reference. Your chimp, your inner chimp is getting out of control. He wants to get out there and beat the heck out of these people. He just wants to fight. But I can bet you that the human inside of you wants to act with integrity, wants to slow down, think about their behavior, be able to step out of the whole situation feeling proud of yourself, right? So have a real think, especially if you're not going through any sort of office drama right now. Have a real think about these five steps and maybe even write them down for yourself as a little action plan if something kicks off in the future of how to deal with it. So let's quickly recap. Number one, get curious about your discomfort. Really ask yourself, what am I feeling? And maybe sometimes you will feel like, okay, Uh, that's enough. I don't want to think about this anymore. Thinking about my own emotions is really uncomfortable. That's something to notice. And then go a level deeper. Why do you feel so strongly about it? What does that reaction say about you? Step two, get curious about why they're acting that way. Maybe on the outside, it looks like they're being really childish. They're like throwing a tantrum. But get curious, like, why might they be acting that way? Why do they care so much about this little thing that I don't really care about? Or why are they doing it in a way that seems really rude? What could be going on for them? Be empathetic. Step into their shoes, as difficult as that may be. 
Step three, get clear on what you want and what you don't want. Okay. So if you're going through any sort of conflict or any sort of difficult situation, the first thing you need to know is what what do I actually want from this? Or if you're not involved in the drama yourself, what do you hope the outcome is? Number four, help yourself get through it. Do whatever you can to be kind to yourself, to get the support that you need from others, to make yourself feel comfortable, make, put something in the diary for you to look forward to after work. What is it that you can do to help yourself um, get through it? And finally, number five is the post-drama reflection. Look in the mirror. What happened? You know, what did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about others? Is it temporary or will it happen again? What do I need to do about that? Would you do something different next time if it happened again? I hope this helps you to stay grounded and to act with integrity a lot more the next time you have to deal with office drama. And I hope you don't have to deal with it that often, really. But if you do, come back to this episode, use it as a reference. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you through these tricky times. And the most important thing is for you to try and get yourself to a positive state as quickly as possible. Things are going to happen like this all the time, whether it's to do with office politics or maybe your partner's pissed you off or your dog's like taking a poop in the middle of your carpet, whatever. Things are going to happen that are out of your control. (laughs) Was that a really bad example? Things are going to happen that are out of your control that's going to annoy you or bring your mood down or, you know, maybe your best friend gets ill and it's terminal and it's, like, awful. There are all these things you can't control, but what can you do to help yourself get through that? How can you bring yourself up to an optimistic state again so that you can experience all the benefits that I talked about in the last two episodes that I put in? So it's really hard to stay chirpy and positive when you're around negativity. So I hope these prompts can help you to see the situation a little bit more clearly and with with that curiosity. So without judgment, with curiosity, I think that's something I'd love for you to take away. Instead of being judgmental, be curious. Don't ignore it. Some people think, oh, if, if I'm not judgmental, then I'll just ignore it. No, get curious. Ask yourself questions. And I hope that you can also be encouraged to use these darker times in your career to grow and learn. If you're going to have to go through difficult periods, you may as well make the most out of it. Like I say, say milk the shit out of it. If you're going to go through something difficult, make sure you learn. Or if you're going to make a mistake, make sure you learn. I hope that's been good for you today. I'd love to hear what you think. If you have found this episode helpful and you want to help to grow this podcast so that more people can gain um, yeah, positivity and information that I provide in this podcast format, please do share it. You can either do that by sharing it on your social media, sharing this episode with a friend, or if you haven't yet reviewed this podcast and you've been listening for a while and you enjoy it, I would love, love, love for you to give it a rating wherever you listen to podcasts and to also provide a review if your podcast platform allows you to do that. This helps me to share and expand my podcast to more people. The more ratings it gets, the more people are attracted to listening to it. And that's all I really want from this. 
I hope that you've had a good week so far. If you aren't connected with me on Instagram already, please do. My um, my handle is at Tiffany Dawson underscore. That's where you can hear from me a lot more often than on the podcast. And I hope to speak to you soon. Bye.